It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday. This is your Thursday edition of the daily episodes. We did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and what a week it was. We had Monday with Laguna Biatch, Kelly Williams. I hope you checked out her podcast. We had Tuesday, Danielle Peterson, Holla Back Cards. Yesterday, we had Best of Bravo, Maggie Kelly, and today... It's just me and you guys and my parents. So this will be this will be a relatively short one for for us. Uh, I interviewed my parents earlier, and it's a really cool, cute interview. Um, I had a lot of people on Instagram sending questions, and it <laughs> there is. I let me just give you a little a teaser. I had to explain what a top and a bottom is um, to my parents. So I think you you know just for that alone. You want to kind of tune in uh, a couple things I want to talk about before we get started. Oh, here's a little piece of business. Um, there is I got sent this really cool game um, from a company called Lower Level Games. Uh, it's just lower level games on Instagram and it's a guess who housewife edition, um, all-star edition. So it's housewives from every franchise and I got this. It's awesome. I love it. Um, I got two of them actually. So I want to give one to you guys. Uh, so I wanted to do a little contest. Uh, I was trying like, I, I was trying to think of something to do. The only thing I could think to do that if you could, if you can, uh, leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts, um, if you already have just, uh, all I need is a screenshot, email it to me at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and, uh, email that to me. I'll be drawing next Thursday or I'll be, yeah, I'll be drawing next Thursday and I'll reach out to you and I'll let you, uh, let people know on the podcast on Monday who won and I'll mail it out to you. Um, and, and so that's, it's really actually a really cool, fun game. So for all you housewives fans, I think this is a cool company. Go check it out. Lower level games. Thank you guys for giving me one. And I just wanted to give that right back to you guys. So if you could. I guess leave me a five star review. I mean, you know, if you hate me, don't don't leave it. I mean, I guess you also just won't get the game, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, lower level games. Guess who? Housewife edition. You can go check it out on their Instagram. Uh, but I think that is actually a really cool thing. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, okay. Golden Globes 2021 nominations were announced today. Now this is a little weird because we're in pandemic, uh, or we have been, we, we continue to be. So award shows are a little differently. Remember last year, I guess is our last year of like normal 
sort of normal award shows in a way. I mean, remember the Golden Globes? That was kind of normal. And the Oscars, like it was, you know, that was the last thing really, I guess we saw of like a big public award show. So Golden Globes are going to be hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who are uh, amazing. Um, Amy Poehler is going to be in Los Angeles and Tina Fey is going to be uh, in New York. And I think that they are just hysterically funny. They hit home runs whenever. I mean, just both hysterical women they've hosted before. This will be the first time in Golden Globes history that um, they are doing it on different coasts. So I think that's exciting. This is the 78th annual Golden Globe. Now, I saw a lot of stuff online. We'll go over a couple categories together, but I saw a lot of stuff online where a lot of people were, you know, one of the things if you're into award shows is that you got to be furious with the nominations because your favorite show is left out, your favorite director, your favorite actor. Why is this show nominated? I heard that a lot about Emily in Paris. Why the fuck is Emily in Paris? Sorry if there's kids in the car, guys. If you could, if you could pull over to the side of the road let the kids out uh, if it's snowing i hope they're bundled up and so i can say the f word um i'm the bad boy of podcasting you know you know it's gonna get wild <laughs> um so yeah the, the, the i refuse to watch emily in paris and i also refuse to watch bridgerton you guys know that there are there are a couple things like i don't like sports i don't like things that most like bros like so i've got to like these are the two, these are the last two things that like, if I watch Emily in Paris and Bridgerton, I feel like I'm like a hundred percent girl at that point. And I've got to, so I've got to hold strong, but I think I get Emily in Paris because I've read all of Twitter and I've read everybody's comments about it. And a lot of the comments about Emily in Paris were the, were like, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm going to keep watching fourth episode. Oh my God. How did this get made? It's horrible. And then by the end, like, I kind of like this. This is, it's horrible, but I like it. So a lot of people, um, a lot of people didn't, uh, like it, but then loved it, which is, I mean, hate watching is a thing that's like kind of in vogue now is a lot of people will hate watching. I've even, I've hate watched an entire season of Real Housewives of Orange County, which by the way, we talked about this on the Patreon. Uh, if you want a full season recap, patreon.com forward slash so bad, it's good. But I said, we need to make t-shirts that say I survived Real Housewives of Orange County 2020 because I hate watch that thing, you know, and then there were parts that I liked about it. So I guess that's kind of like my Emily in Paris, like parts of it I liked, most of it I hated. Um, so I, I think still like, I mean, first off, if any show gets nominated, you know, there's so much work that goes into any of these things. So from a technical standpoint, and even just like the fact that these shows get made at all. It's such a long journey. In fact, I have a uh, an actor coming on soon who she's going to walk us through the process of what it's like as an actor. And she's a, a working actor with a bunch of sitcoms under her belt. And um, I think you guys will be really interested, interested because I want to take you through really what it's like, uh, you know, to be an actor and how much rejection is involved in it. Um, I think it's kind of fascinating. And a lot, well, actually, I've talked to a lot of people that aren't actors and they really do find it interesting because I don't think a lot of people have concepts of how hard it is to actually get anything made. Um, so the fact that anything gets made is just kind of an award in itself. But a lot of people were furious about Emily in Paris getting uh, so many nominations. So 
Let's see here. Uh, what do we got? Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. You got Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Nicholas Holt, The Great, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Rami Yusuf Rami. Yosef Rami. Uh, I saw Ted Lasso, Schitt's Creek. I mean, Eugene Levy will probably get it because it's the last season of Schitt's Creek. Even though I thought Jason Sudeikis did a great job on Ted Lasso, that kind of really, that, uh, I watched it, that was like a slow burn for me and then I ended up loving it. Uh, Best performance by an actress, musical or comedy, Lily Collins, Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning, The Great, Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. I think you got to go Catherine O'Hara, uh, fifth season of Schitt's Creek, you got, or fifth or sixth season of Schitt's Creek. You got to do it. Um, but also the other thing about these nominations is that, especially when it gets to the movie categories, you really feel how uh, little content in terms of like big budget blockbuster or Oscar worthy movies were released because we have gone a year without main, without going to the theater, without having that experience. Um, and I think that's a really fascinating thing. So when you, when it gets to the movies, you're kind of like, Oh, and we're used to it cause it's on Netflix. So I think when something gets to Netflix, we almost sometimes, um, we don't appreciate it as much. You know, we're so used to it. And there's that experience. I think I was talking about Blockbuster Video working there. And it was a whole experience to to go there on a Friday night with your friends and hope that your movie was there and try to, like, pick out which movie you guys were going to watch together. It was a whole experience. And sometimes Netflix is just like, here, you can watch anything you want here. And then you just end up not watching anything because it's too much pressure to choose. Um. Best performance by an actor, television series drama, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Al Pacino, Hunters, Matthew Reese, Perry Mason. I think Jason Bateman will probably get it for uh, Ozark. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Emma Corrin, The Crown, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sarah Paulson, Ratched. I think Olivia Coleman for The Crown just because she also won an Oscar a couple of years ago and it's The Crown, you know? I haven't watched The Crown. I don't think I'll ever watch it. It's one of my parents' favorite shows. That and Downton Abbey. And I've never watched Downton Abbey, even though I lie to people and tell them I have. Um, okay. Uh... Let's see here. Let's get to the uh, best television series drama. The Crown, Lovecraft Country, Mandalorian, Ozark, Ratchet. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I like Mandalorian. I thought that was good, but I don't know if it's Golden Globe worthy. Uh, let's get to some movie stuff here. Um, best television series, musical or comedy, Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, Schitt's Creek, The Great, Ted Lasso. Okay, here's film. Best motion picture, musical or comedy, Borat, subsequent movie film, Hamilton, which was released to Disney Plus, uh, a, a musical comedy called Music. I've never heard of that. Palm Springs, which was um, released on Hulu and The Prom, which was released on Netflix and Borat was released on Amazon. So these are all I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. We haven't had any of these really in theaters or at least not in Los Angeles. Uh, best motion picture drama, The Father, Mank. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, I saw Promising Young Woman Woman and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I thought both were excellent. My personal taste is Promising Young Woman. Uh, Let's see. 
Okay, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Motion Picture. Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel, Daniel Kalua, Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto, The Little Things. Bill Murray, On the Rocks. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. I got I tell you, I hated The Little Things. Jared Leto. Ugh. You know how easy it is to act like a wacko? I'm telling you guys, it's so fun to act like a wacko. It's not... It's like he should be paying us to be able to act like a wacko. I know you guys might be Jared Leto stands. I personally am not. And it's just, it's one of those roles of like, it's just weird immediately. It's just, we, you know, it's like, you're always going to be fascinated by somebody that's acting weird. And so that, those kind of roles are just like, they're a gift to the actor playing them because it's kind of easier to play. I mean, I really do believe that. So uh, best Actress in a Supporting Role, Motion Picture, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Helena Zengel, News of the World, which was that Tom Hanks picture um, that uh, not a lot of people have seen. Uh, best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, James Corden for The Prom, which a lot of people said he sucked in The the Prom. And I want to talk about the voting of the uh, the Golden Globes in a sec. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield, Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Uh, best Actor in a Motion Picture, Drama, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal. Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Tahar Rahim, The Mauritanian. Uh, I got to say, this will go to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, it was his last filmed work. Um, amazing work, but his last and usually, um, and I think deservedly so, those um, that will be his award. Even though um, I saw, let's see, I saw... The Sound of Metal, and it uh, it was great. The performance was amazing. Haven't seen Mank, haven't seen The Father. Here, those are great, but I, I saw Sound of Metal, and it was a great performance. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Viola, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I got to go with Carrie Mulligan. I thought she was amazing in Promising Young Woman. I thought she was amazing. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Maria Bakalova, Borat, Kate Hudson, Music, Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit, Rosamund Pike, I Care a Lot. Anna, Ta- Anya, Taylor, Joy, Emma. I think it's got to go with M- Maria Bakalava for Borat. They're, there's a lot of press for her, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's I mean, there's so many other awards, but, you know, those are a lot of the main ones. Uh, and I was, frankly, tired of saying names. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the other thing I want to point out about the Golden Globes, and not, not a lot of people realize this, so the Golden Globes, this is what is this? this is the 78th, I believe. Um, so congrats for 78 of anything. But the Golden Globe is a foreign critics uh, award. So it means foreign critics vote on these. Now, the history of the Foreign Critics Association is fascinating. Do you know that only 93 people vote for the Golden Globes? The Oscars, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands. The Golden Globes, only 93 people. So it's very few people that vote for this. Uh, Furthermore, 
The Golden Globes really didn't mean shit until NBC picked up TV rights and they made it into kind of a, an event, a really fun event. And usually on TV, it was always that fun award show that they drank at. And it was, you know, you see all the uh, at the Beverly Hilton in the tables and you see them all drinking and it's lit in the room. So you get to see when they go up to the stage, they walk past like, remember that time when Lady Gaga walked past DiCaprio and he made a face of like, Ugh! you get to see fun stuff like that. It's looser. It's it's just wackier. It's it's just less pretentious than the Oscars. So it's a lot of fun to watch. But the awards show themselves, the nominations themselves don't mean a whole heck of a lot. You can actually buy a Golden Globe. In fact, Harvey Weinstein was known, um, you know, Harvey Weinstein, the asshole. He was known for buying Golden Globes. You know, is that the foreign critics made it known they can be wined and dined. The Oscars put rules on this, uh, and especially with like, their gift baskets. You used to be able to get tens of thousands of dollars worth of gift baskets when you won an award. They got rid of that, you know, but it used to be even like that for the Oscars. And then they started making rules because so many people were saying that was being done with the Golden Globes is that you could campaign. The campaigns for this kind of just was like taking, <laughs> taking critics on vacations, you know, and like I said, whining, dining, gifts. And that's like a lot with the nomination process too. So with the Golden Globes, you're always going to have a couple where you're like scratching your head and there's a couple things that will be left out. Um, you know, like one that was left out that was on a lot of people's lists that they were very shocked um, that was left out was a show called I May Destroy You. Uh, beautiful. I've only gotten through four episodes of it because it is so dense and it is so <sighs> tragic. Well, not tra well, I don't know what the word is. It just made me feel so bad. and But in a really beautiful way. And I don't... If you guys have seen it, you know, and it's like, it's just hard to get through because emotionally it asks a lot of the audience and the performance and the writing and the directing is very beautiful. It's insanely beautiful. Um, um, but that didn't, you know, there, a lot of people were saying that was going to get nominated in the TV category and didn't, but, um, I don't put a lot of, you know, awards as you get older too, is like the best award for anything is ridiculous, especially for acting. But the Golden Globes, you get a lot of wackier nominations and it's always been that way because you can kind of buy nominations or influence nominations. And I, I just personally find it fascinating. You know, I, I really do find it fascinating how it all works. And I thought you guys might be, you know, might find it fascinating as well. Uh, and if not, hey, you probably just hated that last 10 minutes. Okay, so uh, let's see here. A couple of things. Uh, before we get into the new Madison LaCroix A-Rod news that we just found out today, uh, I got a couple of emails and this is awesome. It is really awesome when I get emails. Um, I really appreciate it. The, the, anybody that listens to this show and then also takes the time to reach out to me, even if it's not like... Even if it's just that I love, I don't love, but I like when you guys check me. I like when you have your own opinions and I want to read a couple things, um, that I thought were really, really interesting and stuff that makes me think actually, um, this actually is from, uh, Kaylee Allen. And this was after Monday, uh, Monday's episode with Laguna Biatch. It says false celebrity rumors. 
Uh, I was listening to your podcast with Laguna Biatch today, and you were talking about rumors that don't end up being true in response to your T.I. drama. And I wanted to say Candy Burris when Phaedra accused her of, quote unquote, date raping Portia. Interesting also because Candy and T.I. are connected. But that was a very serious allegation that ended up being a complete lie. Love the podcast and love Kelly's podcast. So that was a great example. So what I was talking about earlier in the week is the allegations between T.I. and Tiny, which have kind of disappeared over the last couple of days. I, I will always be curious how PR works how that whole, like if stories get buried, how they're buried. We were talking about that a lot with the Army Hammer case, which continues to go on and continues to get buried, but then new things pop up. It's really fascinating. But I was, you know, I think there was a couple times this week where we said where there's smoke, there's fire. And I know T.I. was one of them. But, you know, she has a really great point is that if you guys remember Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Candy Burris was accused by Phaedra of of date raping and it was completely it, it was just uh, you know candy didn't date rape Porsche. i mean it was like it was so completely a lie and it was not true and that is a great example and i guess you know that's just a great point to always kind of have in the back of my head or anybody that talks about this stuff is that just because there's smoke where there's smoke there's fire that that can be true and oftentimes is but it doesn't mean always so that's why i do say with ti and tiny allegedly all of those things happen um but that's what's hard though is when you deal in pop culture and you read so many things and you have decades of like reading these stories more often times than not i've seen them be true unfortunately um but i i love this kaylee thank you for for reaching out and i will be keeping my eye on that story um I just thought that was a really, really interesting um, uh, comment. Oh, my gosh, you guys, next week I'm talking to somebody really, really exciting. Um, oh, here's actually a fun email. Michelle. Uh, hi, Michelle. Um, <laughs> Michelle titles it, I hope you get guests. Hey, Michelle, I hope so, too. Uh, it says, hey, Ryan, I am snowed in. Your podcast makes me laugh while shoveling snow. Um Anyways, I have anxiety so bad that it feels like a heart attack. So I am reframing. Try to get old school Danielle Staub. Uh, Michelle, I have anxiety too. I hope your anxiety, it, it sounds a little worse than my anxiety. And also, why are you shoveling snow? You need to be making somebody else shovel that snow. That is ridiculous. You should never be shoveling your own snow. Uh, but thank you for allowing. I mean, I feel like this is a good if you're miserable uh, shoveling snow, I think this is the good podcast to listen to during that. Uh, here's another email from, uh, let's see here, uh, Leora. Hi, Leora. Leora Hassin. Uh, hey, love your podcast. The only two 100% not true situations that I can think of, and this is about the same email I kind of just read, uh, was one, Jussie Smollett's homophobic attack. Uh, remember that you guys from a couple years ago, the, uh, the son from empire, he said he was, um, he said he was, uh, almost killed. Like, uh, they had a noose. It was, uh, make America great again hats. He made up this whole scenario. Um, and then it turned out allegedly he probably did it himself. He still to this day has not admitted it, but all of the, stuff that like it was two Nigerian brothers that he worked out with or were there was his trainers. Actually, he paid to uh, rough him up uh, and he blamed it on um, two 
you know, make it to MAGA people, I guess. Do you guys remember this? It was a crazy story and we all believed it completely. I think because probably, you know, just to be honest, we wanted to believe it, but this still, uh, the city of Chicago, I think believe, I think they reopened the case on this because they are very uh, sure that he did do it. So that's another one. And two, she points out again, Candy and Todd trying to drug Portia Williams and taking her to their sex dungeon. Um, which she says now sounds eerily familiar with the T.I. Tiny story. Maybe the rumor that Phaedra heard was that someone in Escape, which is the girl group they were in, drugged women and raped them. Um, so that's another example of, yeah, like you, it is something that I do have to keep in the back of my head. Um, but it's frustrating, though, because even in that Jesse Smollett case, he still hasn't admitted it. Like we never have the real story. We can suspect it. But we never have it. And I think these days nobody really ever admits when they're guilty, you know. Uh, and then finally, uh, I don't need to, to read this person's name, but I thought this was a really interesting comment. It was about yesterday's show with Madison and J-Lo. And, you know, you know, me and Bessa Bravo, Maggie, we were really... I, I keep thinking about this email all day because it, she was just kind of... You kind of got... I was kind of taking glee... In the fact, I even made some comments about, you know, J-Lo and Madison fighting and, you know, that I was kind of enjoying speculating that maybe, you know, J-Lo's cheating as well. And, you know, I thought this was a really great email. Um, And the thing is, first and foremost, is that this I I want this to be considered (laughs) and maybe not so much uh, at times to time, you know, is a is a comedy podcast that deals in reality shows and pop culture. I'm a silly person. Uh, Sometimes uh, I will do dumb things for a laugh or I will say dumb things to get a laugh. It is kind of a a very childish uh, part of my behavior, Uh, but it's there, you know, and I was thinking about it and I was listening back to clips and for the most, you know, I really loved that conversation. And she's right. I was very excited about this conversation. And I think Maggie was as well. Uh, And I got to admit, I did. I was not thinking about J-Lo and Madison and A-Rod as people. I was thinking about them as pop culture figures. I was thinking about them as like, oh, my God, isn't this amazing pop culture? Can you believe this stuff keeps unfolding? How crazy is this story getting? And spec, you know, and making jokes of like, oh, I bet J-Lo is cheating, too. And oh, wouldn't you love to see them fight? Those can be like little snide comments that I am saying to make myself laugh or to make you guys laugh. Sometimes that doesn't hit or or just is sometimes I hate to just to be completely honest. I can be completely desensitized to this stuff. You got to understand, like I've read pop culture. This is no excuse, but I've read pop culture since I was a really little kid. I read celebrity gossip, celebrity blinds. I was so in love with all of this where I don't the army thing kind of shocked me, um, but I don't get shocked and I don't have a lot of faith in men in particular. Um, like I said, I don't blame Madison. I'm Madison should get hers or, you know, whatever, but I don't have a lot of faith in men. I think men are always going to cheat are always. And my dad, actually, we talk about that for a second in the interview coming up. So I, I do, I want to apologize in a way is that, you know, I was, I was definitely taking glee. I was really finding the conversation funny. And, but I also, I I was not thinking about them as people. So I apologize to that. If I was JLo, I would be horrified that obviously my man, and we found this out today. uh, I'm going to talk about this. I guess we'll talk about this right now. 
He's obviously DMing with strange women that are not JLo. That is undisputed. So that kind of sucks. Because, you know, even if A-Rod didn't cheat, he's up talking to a bunch of ladies. And I don't know how you ladies feel about when your guys or, you know, do that, if that's cool or not in your book. Uh, it's kind of an interesting conversation. Um, but today, you guys, um, I wish I had held that episode a day because so many things happened in this last day. Um, so Danny from Southern Charm was on Kate Casey's podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Kate Casey, uh, you know, been on the show a bunch. I've been on hers and I'm uh, if there I would consider her. By the way, I talked about mentors the other day. I would consider her kind of a mentor to me. She's always been there for me, uh, always kind of given me tips. Um, and she alerted me yesterday that this, that this was coming out, you know, and that this, she said this and I listened to it and the way they speak about it is really innocuous. Kate, Kate did this throwaway line of, uh, you know, it was like, oh yeah. And like, now they're saying a rod and, and Danny kind of just was like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't know who it was, but you know, um, but uh, Madison did tell me she had FaceTimed with A-Rod and it was and then they kept kept going on in the conversation. Kate didn't push it, uh, it you know, and they talked about a bunch of other things and also a great episode because Heather Gay from Real Houses of Salt Lake City is on there as well. So amazing, amazing episode. But I was like, that's big news because this is the first time like all of us meme people and podcasters and just fans and you know all of that we've been speculating we've been like it could be a rod but we didn't know because they said the married thing and a rod is not married to j-lo they're disengaged so we didn't know and this actually is uh the confirmation that danny did that that danny that madison told danny that a rod and her facetime so it kind of connects all of those pieces she didn't say anything about like, oh, and I know they've had sex, anything like that. And it was Danny. It wasn't malicious. It was, you know, Danny seems like a very nice person. And also she seems like the person that is affected the most by this show. Remember that false chlamydia rumor that they had last season? Like this stuff really seems to have hurt her. And I've, I, uh, you know, we even joked about that on that is like, she seems like a, a bit of a ghost on this episode where she barely spoke. And I just, I think some of this stuff has really shook her. Um, so I wake up today and it is, it's all around the news. All the memers have picked it up. Us Weekly, Daily Mail, everybody has picked it up. And they, uh, and Kate had to take down that part of the, that piece of the interview. Uh, she had to take that down. And, um, you know, all I will say is that Kate is a really great person. She really does care about this stuff. She is not trying to do any kind of gotcha podcasting. Uh, and really in her position, I mean, I would have done the exact same thing and that is just releasing a good interview, which it was good even without that information. Um, so I thought, I thought that was really interesting, but we finally got confirmation. So that's, that's just a little piece of the story. Then this is why I find it fascinating. And this really isn't even anything to do with a rod, um, or, or, or Madison is that it's more to do with PR. We talked earlier about how fascinated I am with PR. And I think you guys should be too, because this shows you a tale of two PRs. So now we finally have some kind of confirmation. So how do you think the two different PRs do you think, would you bet, um, that a rod will comment? You know, how, how will they, how will they comment? And so finally this afternoon, uh, after this had been out for a while, 
um, we get the first uh, little clue of how this is going to be handled. Uh, in the Daily Mail, uh, it reports Alex Rodriguez, quote, has never met or spoken to Madison LaCroix, despite claims the Southern Charm star had been FaceTiming Jennifer Lopez's fiance. Uh, Alex Rodriguez has never spoken or met with Southern Charm star Madison LaCroix, a source tells DailyMail.com. So that is from Alex's camp. So don't know what the discussion was, but they pushed out, has never met or spoken to Madison LaCroix. Okay. So an hour or so later, we get the page six story. Madison LaCroix. I have, quote, never been physical with Alex Rodriguez. And this is when I was like, oh, wow, PR machine is in full swing right now. So she goes on to say she clarifies that they've spoken on the phone. Quote, that's the truth, she said, adding they've never been physical, dot, 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 never had any kind of anything, just an acquaintance. Wow. So. Alex said they had never spoken or met. Madison says they've spoken on the phone, but have never met or been sexual. So those are a tale of two PR companies, folks. That's we were seeing in plain daylight. I wonder, I mean, this is really perfect lead up for Southern Charm Part 2 tomorrow night. I'm so excited to see what the ratings are going to be. I think they're going to be astronomical. I think a lot of people, I mean, Madison, I mean, single-handedly is giving that show two more seasons. I mean, really, you, you can't argue with that. This she has made this show fascinating in many ways. So I'm very, very curious how this story plays out. And you guys as women, what do you do? What do you do with somebody like A-Rod? And, and, and we don't have proof that he's cheating. But what do you do if you do have proof that he's like DMing and all that stuff? What do you do? Do you ask for his phone? Do you ask to go through things? Like, how is that, you know? I don't know. Something I uh, I thought about and uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, one last thing, if I could. Uh, you know what? No, I'll save this for next week. You guys ready for my parents? This is a really fun, funny, cute interview. I asked them a bunch of questions from Instagram. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. And uh, sometimes I'll post in my stories and I posted about my parents yesterday and a lot of people sent in questions. So thank you for that. Um, and that's it, you guys, I will see you back on Monday. I got a whole nother week of great guests talking to some really cool people because of you guys. So thank you. And, uh, thanks for all the people that wrote in. Thanks for all the suggestions. And also I want to also say that email that I re- uh, wrote that I didn't say her name. She wanted to write me to tell me about that. She said, instead of leaving me a one-star review, which I really, really appreciate. Now, if you don't like me, I get it. You're not going to like me. I I totally get that. But she was really cool about it. And I got to say, I really appreciate not leaving me a one-star review because I do. I put too much work into this. You know, I really, I really put a lot of work onto this. So those, those reviews, like it's like the, one of the only things that I can kind of show that is, you know, it's like that I'm, that I'm working hard. It's like one of the kind of, I guess, benchmarks you know so i appreciate that thank you uh and you guys i'll talk to you on monday here is without further ado the king and queen bill and becky bailey hear me can you hear us yeah i can hear you i I can't hear dad 
Hello. There you go. What's there. You, <laughs> what are you guys doing? I just got got off a Zoom call with my friends, just catching up on everybody as old guys talking about our prostate and stuff. Or <laughs> is everyone got a hot appointment yeah. and who didn't? Uh, is everybody's prostate's good? Uh, yeah, mine isn't, but everybody else's is. Everybody that still has one. I don't have one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to go get my blood work for my physical next week. Good. Oh, okay, I was wondering when you were doing that. I thought about it the other day. I thought, I wonder if he ever did that. They yeah, give they, you the What's that? They give you the PSA, right? Yeah, it's done with the blood work now. Well, actually, they made me they made me check myself. They made me put my hand up there. Yeah, but you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything uh, crazy happening this week for you guys? No, I uh, substituted teaching today for for Connor. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I I, I uh, added uh, Con- Kara had her Bible study classes and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, and I went I went over that we did history and geography and all that and it was good. <laughs> did you tell Did you tell him the real truth about America? What is the real truth? You said. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, please tell us. That'd be right. kind. Of, that'd be kind of cool if you turn out to be his full time teacher. Yeah, we uh, we um, we started out with history. We talked about one chapter on compare compare comparative. What's it? The astronomer. Uh, oh, Galileo. No, the other one from Poland. I can't say it. Cap- say Copernicus. Like, Copernicus. Cap- thank you. There it is. And then uh, the next chapter was on Martin Luther. So that was fun. And did I enjoy he, that. Did he seem to to understand it? Yeah, he's good. I was impressed. I really was impressed. And then uh, we did geography, which was a little difficult. We because he couldn't print stuff out. But thank goodness for Google. You know, we we looked a lot <laughs> at Google, and it was pretty. It was even interesting for me. But I was impressed with Connor. First of all, I was impressed how good he is with the computer, how he can type and and all that and everything. And uh, but he did good. And uh, I mean, he's a smart kid. And, and he likes it when there's it's story based, you know, yeah. something that he can. And Dad is so good at history that he can give him the the backstory on it or the background and talk it, you know, more like not just reading a paragraph yeah. and that mean. Dad yeah. can, you know, go through it with him. Yeah, and then we studied. We talked about the Great Wall of China, and of course we were there, so I had pictures to show him. So that <laughs> oh, that's cool. cool. Did but he? No, uh... I, Said what? What is his favorite? I said, "What's your favorite subject?" And he goes, "Literature." And I said, oh, "That's good. That's really good." You know, I mean, the read and everything. He said, "Well, mom reads to me." Because <laughs> <laughs> dyslexia. Yeah, but uh, he likes so that he can just listen. You know? Well, yeah, but I was like, I was like wondering if he said that because he knows you like to read, and so he's kissing your ass. Yeah, well, I don't think so. You know, he does. Oh, no, like I think he does. Yeah. Stories. Wait, did and you he, give him? Did you give him a? Does he get grades for the day, or how does it work? No, at the end of the week, I guess. But he's Friday. But he gets hundreds and everything. So he's a smart kid. It's just, you know. See, on Friday, he goes in. To, yeah, the, with the kids, right? Right. With ev- everybody goes in. Everybody else is homeschooled Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And I'll go in on Friday, and the teacher goes over their grades and goes over everything that they've done. Because they have to turn it all in. It's all, um, you know, government-based. They have to, you know, pass their grade level. But then we went to Jack in the Box for lunch. <laughs> what you eat for twenty? Wait, wait, and he. By the way, I when we went to when you guys you got McDonald's. 
What's that? When you got McDonald's and brought it in, he had chicken nuggets and a hamburger. Like he can eat. He's got an appetite. And fries. And he's a tiny guy. Yeah. Today he had a big, happy, butter, happy jack, deluxe something. It was a huge hamburger. Two egg rolls. A large order of curly fries. Uh, A medium root beer. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. Oh. Oh, gosh. Well, um, uh, two things. So next week, we are going to play the match game with you guys for Valentine's Day. Or I am. I'm going to host. What What's the match game, honey? That's where I ask. I'll, I'm going to talk to you guys next week. I'm going to ask you questions about each other. And then we're oh, going to okay. find out what you guys know about each other on the show. Now, oh, do we need to be nothing. dressed for this? No, you can be completely. You know, you can do it like you regularly do it naked. Okay, do just like now. Do we have to study yeah. for it? Well, I mean, you've been studying for it's 50 years. Test? You've been studying for 50 years, supposedly. Yeah, but we <laughs> all were old. Is it a test? It, well, I mean, yeah, you'll, there will be a winner, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I still can't. The question of the day, and I finally had to look it up myself. So we, I was trying to look to see if the groundhog saw a shadow yesterday. So I asked Dad. He said he hadn't heard. So we asked Alexa. Oh, she gives us the whole history of it, but no answer. Then we asked Siri, and she said, well, I haven't talked to him lately, but I can give you the forecast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's six more weeks of win- winter. I don't, yeah, no, but no, did no. he see a shadow? She, she was just, and yes, he did, I found yeah. out. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? To be honest, I don't know how that works. It's like, it's a joke. I thought he didn't see a shadow, and that means six weeks of winter. No, it's if he sees it. If he sees a shadow, he goes back into hiding again. Yeah, but more importantly, was he wearing a mask? Double, double. Double, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wait, so, and you guys get your shots next week, right? No, no, February 24th. Yeah. February 24th. So All let, after you get it, let me know when Bill Gates activates it and gives you your first command. I know. Okay. Really. okay. Well, really. But, you know, it's interesting. Then I get a, uh, you know, we're, we're scheduled for the 24th way across town at the football stadium. Yeah. Which is 39, no big deal. And, but then I get a thing from VA today. They set me up an appointment February 16th for a shot. So okay. I got an embarrassment of riches. Get two of them. Yeah. Well, actually, that's what I, I heard the VA, but it was your, I I thought you were too young because I thought it was 75 and above you could go get. But thank you for saying I was too young. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not by much, but yeah. And, yeah. Well, but I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the second now, I think, now here in Arizona, I think. That's yes. it. Vietnam is finally paying off. <laughs> I'll tell you. Thank goodness. <laughs> Um, we got some questions from the listeners. Um, um, so I still have a couple listeners. Yeah, this is good. Um, uh, first is what advice would you guys give your 30 year old selves? Have fun. I was just going to say that. So, (laughs) so you guys wouldn't be married, obviously. (laughs) No, but that's interesting. You know, I'm okay. Doing take him out. Of, take him out of the will. I'm doing <laughs> story, yeah, story thing for you. And I was saying that we really wanted. I wanted. Dad's art had been to Europe, but I had never been out of the country, and I wanted to do it by the time I was thirty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And when we turned thirty, Dad won that trip and it to Italy, and it was like do those fun things now. Who knows? You know what the future has for you. Yeah, yeah I was going to do it now. But when you're 30, looking back, and God, you were what, two years old? At Addison was just born. <laughs> Addison, Kara, uh, 
Karen. She was just six months old, and yeah, but in, but just enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy. If you have a family, enjoy your family. Don't take life too serious. Have fun because you never know what's going to happen. And like Mom says, you want to do something. Do if you can afford or whatever. Do it. But just enjoy it. And would you recommend? Would you recommend uh, going into debt to do these things? No. No. <laughs> Mom immediately Boy, is like, no. Uh, that's one thing we never we've never gone in debt, and you don't want that and everything. But if but sometimes you can't help it. I know people have done that. Yeah. Okay. If but, you know, like if you know that you're going to get a for sure that you're going to get a bonus at the end of the year. We're not saying like that. Yeah. But we're saying don't go debt because then you want to take another trip that'll make it, and then you're going to debt again, and you just keep digging yourself a deeper hole. Um. Here's a question. Um, my relationship isn't going as well as I'd hope it would be going. Should I have a kid to keep him? No, no, I kind of have to disagree with that too. Oh, dad, it almost sounds like you were kind of on the fence there for a second. Yeah, I was. I think, well, you know, um, but no, I mean that, I don't, you know, whoever wrote that, you know, God bless you and all that and everything. And I hope everything works out. But I mean, uh, I don't think that's a, I really don't. I, I have the feeling it could put more strain on the situation. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And that person would know better. Maybe her uh, significant other wants to have children. Now, you know, there's some different scenarios there, but just a straight off the hips answer would be no. Straight but you know, Ryan? Yeah. Now, that's why we had you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you see what happened. It's not good. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. After uh, we got we had you um okay here's here's what's a great prank you have pulled uh on each other that's your favorite or to have you pull, pulled a great prank on each other that's takes some time that's a tough i gotta think about that i'm sure there has been one but i'm well there i mean there was that one what i mean the one <laughs> with the um with the toy that you guys used to pass back and forth. Oh, they oh, that's it. They always had that was disgusting funny. birthday present. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a sexual gag gift. That yes. it was a big dildo. And they made me open it at a restaurant. And then I would go to the rest and I hit it and I'd great. come back and they, I, it would be standing up in my me. drink. But then Ryan, <laughs> it would be standing up I in your that. drink. Yeah. They did. They put, put it in there. But I, um, so he did all these tricks on mom and everything. So one day I was going, I was leaving, you know, going to the, going catching a plane. I was going on a business trip. So that's going through security and everything. I had my carry on bag. So they searched it, and there was this big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> so Ma, you put it in there to get back at him. Agent just laughed. I was hoping that they. I thought it would just go through the scanner and they'd see it on the x-ray thing. I didn't really, really search it. That was funny. And I thought, I thought pretty funny. No, no, that was really good. I really well, if you, if you did that post-9-11, you'd be arrested probably. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a woman. She just laughed. And I, I, you know, I embarrassed easily, so I'm sure it was bright red. And, and I, said, <laughs> I said, well, that used to be my wife that did this. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> that was really good. That yeah. Was, was, okay. Here's uh, here's one from uh, uh, I think her name's Jenny. Uh, how can I make friends and be a better friend? Listen, that's really good. Is is be, uh, being a good friend is just being there, like Mom said, just listening. I think you just being there for somebody. Enjoy being a good friend is is listening, understanding people, 
just uh, be relaxed around people and and that it's tough. I mean, I mean, I think I can be a good friend. I think mom's a good friend, and just enjoy being around people. You don't really have to have the same interests and that type of thing. But that's kind of yeah. I mean, you don't have to have the same interests. You can always and, appreciate a person re- just because of the person they are. You know, exactly. and show interest in what they're interested in mm-hmm. as you expect them to do the and same. Be for there you, for but, them if they need and, you. right and care about them. But like if if you hate um, sports <laughs> and they like <laughs> to watch. Or so be in, or let them talk about it, and if they're, you know, if they start a conversation about it, try and you know show interest. Well, that's what I when we used to all hang out. I I would hang out with I, the guy friends and watch the ASU games, even though I hated yeah. them. Yeah, but that's being a friend. You do the things they don't like, and then they'll do the things you don't like. Hopefully, if if you have a great friend and a good friend, being a good friend is sometimes you can disagree and even get mad at each other. It's like a family. Exactly. Yeah, you know, get nope. mad at each other, feel family and everything. Uh, one but of the what's really that important. Yeah, you have to agree to disagree. Yeah. One of the reality shows this week, the lady said uh, the the friendship is really about the ups and, and especially the downs and sticking with them through all of it yeah. until That's you it. see the ups again, you know? That's oh, right. First, first of all, I got to ask you this. I mean, yeah. My brain, I was going through the TV guide today on TV. They have, a, I'm sure you know this, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Wait, that's that's exactly with dad. That's exactly what the the person that no. I just quoted is from that show, Salt Lake City. Are you kidding me? That just blew me away. It's like what? Yeah, and, and they're they're kind of some of ex Mormons. There's a preacher lady. There's I mean, it's religion is kind of a backdrop of the entire show. That's yeah, the show I was going to make you watch at Christmas, but then we all got COVID. Yeah. Okay. I okay. We were going to watch something. With yeah. You, but that's like really my Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, okay, here's here's one. Oh, here's a comment. Bill and Becky, y'all raise a sensitive and rare man. Good job. Who's that? Uh, this is Tan- well, uh, Tangerine LZ3. Are you talking about Kara or what? Yeah. No. <laughs> Did they say son or daughter? I, I didn't catch that. You okay. raise the sense. You raise a sensitive man. It says. I know. Oh no, we're very no. Seriously, I think you are a good person. I think you're sensitive. I think you're a very caring person. You're funny. And I mean, you're, you're a good friend. Yeah, we're we're proud of you. You were really a good person. Yeah, you know? well, and so is we're very proud yeah. of you. Uh, yes. Okay, here's here, what's your favorite thing about each other? And this is from Jessica. I know she's overseas and she spells favorite F A V O U R I T E, yeah, which is just crazy. Oh yeah, I In love England. that's the English. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Um, I I'll thank you. Answer. <laughs> no, one of the things about mom is seriously is just really how intelligent she is, how together she is. She gets things done. I mean, yeah, she, definitely. That. She's the nucleus of the family. I mean, yeah. As you know, we talked about this, I think the last, last week or whenever we were on was when you and I really got hit with COVID hard, even though she had it slightly less than us, she really took really good care yeah, of us. Yeah, completely. You know, the whole thing. I think she took more care of you than she did me. But I mean, still, the the sponge baths were a little much, I think, but I I learned to I learned to enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was kind of crowded in the bathtub with both you and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kept farting in the bathtub. So, uh, what Kara did used to. So go ahead, Becky. Tell him how. Yeah, tell tell. Oh, Dad's a good. He's he's more, he was always more patient with you kids. I was not as patient 
And that really supported me uh, in, in helping to raise you because, like, I was with them all week. And he had a heavy business week out of town, you know, too, also. And he'd still come hell. home. Yeah. And, on, and he would take you to the movies or take take you to a museum and let me have some time by myself. So so he family-wise yeah. was always uh, there for great support. Mom, you would go out to museums by yourself? No, he no, would me. take you guys. Oh, I was like, weird. That's kind of weird. No. And, you, and you guys loved it. Yeah. Um. Uh, here, uh, what was Ryan's best uh, age and why? Like, was there a period of time that uh, that I was that I was the best? I know it's not now. Well, I think you've all been good and everything too, and I'm real impressed with what you're doing now. But I think you started really shining, in my opinion, was like uh, right before. Well, when your first year here in Phoenix, in Arizona, yeah, at the high school in drama, I was. I remember that first one person play you did. I was so impressed about the man in the Yeah, park. the man the man with the plastic sandwich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was so good. And you were really on a run. Your next four years in high school were really something you really came into yeah. your own, your confidence. You were really good. You made so many fun. I mean, you're the only kid I know that was four years in high school and went to four proms. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's <laughs> and uh but no, yeah. that's when you really came into your own. I, it was very impressive. And, like I said, you were a good person. You had a lot of really good friends. Yeah. And, and I know it was hard on you, like, in grade school when the, the boys were all really into sports, you know, and, and that wasn't, you know, your favorite thing. But like Dad said, when, and when you got to junior high even, yeah. and when you were in that talent show. Yeah, that was really, you were the MC. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The comments to me, and they're going, oh, who is that kid? He's hysterical. And I was just sitting there, that's not my son. And it was like I didn't know, even know the person up there. You know, it was it was really so how many fun. Sons do you have? Yeah, <laughs> it was fun to watch oh, you. That's what I mean. That it was really you cool. had yeah. brought well, yourself out of. Well, I still, I mean, I still, I mean, I got made fun of a lot. In fact, you know, Screech passed away this week, Dustin Diamond. And I used to be called Screech all the time and being made fun of because I looked like, well, because remember when that's also that freshman year. Remember how big I grew my hair out? I don't know why. Why did I grow out my hair that big? Because of the new kids on the block. The one kid had that big hair, short on the sides and high on the top. When we first moved here, we were at a restaurant and the waiter even said that to you. Well, because I was trying, because Rachel Beaker in Kansas that lived yeah. on our street, I had a huge crush on her, and she loved Joey McIntyre, but I didn't yeah. look enough like Joey McIntyre from New Kids for her. But then, but like I see the pictures now. There's one that's even like ridiculous, where it looks like a sketch, like a, a character or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Kind of like me and my afro. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's like I would have made fun of me if I saw me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you, you stuck with it. No, no, you were, you, you really grew. Uh, oh, here's a good. How did how did you guys plan so well for retirement? Because this actually is you guys did plan very well for retirement. Yeah, we we were never um, uh, name brand people. Yeah, like, very much so. I we had generic kids. I didn't have to have. A <laughs> um, I didn't have to have you know Jimmy Choo shoes. Um, and but you kids hate well, Kara mostly. I don't think that you necessarily noticed. But she hated the black and white cereal boxes. What I know that's uh, you know what food for in, less in Kansas. I I was trying to explain to somebody like that was the 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 what is it called? Um, not the name brand, but the uh, the generic cereal was yeah. black and white boxes. Like yeah. they didn't they even try. The store called Food for Less. I think there's just a few of those left. 
but it opened up there and I thought, boy, you know, I save a dollar on every box of cereal. I said, and it's the same stuff. Yeah. But I remember, remember the Boers, Jim and Cindy Boer. Right. They used to laugh when at us. They lived across the street. Well, mom and I went away for a weekend and they watched you and Kara. And Jim Boer was so funny. He says, you know, he laughs. At, I think we're going to blind. I think we blinded your kids because of our colorful cereal boxes. And they used to <laughs> And then we I thought that was have, funny. Of yeah. <laughs> the top of the line cars, yeah. and we we bought a car, and we didn't buy another one until we paid that one off, and uh, just those times. And you did the four hundred one ks, and you planned yeah, all that. Air wore your hand me downs. And, yeah. uh, you know, and and we always put the max in it yeah. because it's all pre tax, so it didn't come out to that much money they were taking away. But boy, when we retire, but it's good it if you can there. do it because retirement's nice. And you know, really, I mean, we're not rich by any stretch of imagination, but you know, we're okay and everything. And it's really makes life a really nice. Well, that that so- that sounds amazing, you guys. Thanks. I'm glad you guys yeah. are enjoying it. It sounds real nice. We're gonna. Yeah. And we're like just it, giving you some and, advice. And yeah. You told me spend it all. So we're. I did. To- I don't. I mean, I'm not looking for anything. But you but, said that so many times. If, wait, like, if you were wealthier, I would have considered trying to hurt you guys. But you're not. <laughs> um, no. What's we're that? Very have a very good life, and we have great family and friends. Life is good. Yeah. we've been blessed. Uh, what's the best advice for dealing with children? And I guess this uh, includes like our, our niece and nephew now, my niece and nephew now. So what's what's your best advice for dealing with children? Mine is patience, and that's well, that's that's, that's from me that I need to um, be more patient and give them a foundation. Give children a good foundation, solid about foundation about values and family and all that. And then when they get of age, let them go, just like. Um, what was that uh, Rod Stewart song, Forever Young? You know, something like, you know, I've I given you enough to let you go or whatever. And that, that's a really good song. Listen to it by Rod Stewart, Forever Young. Yeah. It's a great song for parents to listen to and have kids. And uh, I always think about you and Carol when I hear that song. Mom just thinks about Rod Stewart. Yeah, Mom has the hots for Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. but, but, okay, now I'm going to bring up another one. You brought that up. I mean, Michael Bolton, that song we danced to at your wedding when it says to let your children go, yeah, let them go. And then, yeah. And look what, look what happened to that mom. Yeah. But you have to um, <laughs> let them, you know, it's like a fishing line. Let them, you know, reel it out as far, as far as you think they yeah. can go safely. And, and then another- you have to reel them back in sometimes, but just keep doing that. And there's another song also. Um, I think it was Michael Fogelberg or whatever song he was. He, sung, he wrote a song about his father. He said, uh, "I had I when when freedom came, I had time for freedom or whatever." And um, to just prepare you to go out into the world and everything. You both, you guys have done really well. Oh, Dan, uh, Dan Fogelberg, right? Dan Fogelberg, that's it. And he's yeah. got a song called "The Leader of the Band." Oh, that's, that's also the guy that sings that really sad uh, that one uh, same old ang- uh, anxiety. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. It's really, I, I talked about that on the podcast a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, I really love that because when I do my Saturday tours, I'll listen, I've, I've, you know, I listen to all kinds of music, but I've listened to that like last week. And that's a great, the leader of the band and then old Enzyme, you know, and that's a great song. Is there a book that uh, either of you have come back to decades later and felt differently about? Like I, I've read Catcher in the Ride like in different decades and I've thought differently about it. Is there anything like that for you guys? You know how much I, I read. read. I can't so much. I mean, it could be even the Bible, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, That's wow. a good point. The Bible, and yeah. the Bible, every time I pick it up. Well, I just started reading it last year and everything. Never my whole life. And so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, read it like four times and each time. I don't think there's a, will ever be a point that I won't pick it up and find something new. Yeah. yeah like if there, if there is a heaven and you haven't read the Bible, does God get kind of pissed? Like, oh, it wasn't good enough for you? There you go. And look how many years and how many, you know, how how it's sold forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it won't. it's one of those long lasting ones. <laughs> yeah, it's always on the bestseller list. Yeah, um, always. always on the, yeah. It really is. Uh, here's what's that? Good one. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I don't like to reread books um, so much because I'll just repeat it in my mind to myself like, oh, yeah, I know. Da, 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 da. And then I, I, my mind skips around too much. Yeah. Uh, here's here's one. Uh, is your son a top or a bottom? You mean do you like to be top or the bottom? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's uh, never, that's somebody that's somebody that's somebody saying I'm gay, which I'm not. I mean, I no, I guess I guess because they they the the guy that puts the penis in the butt is a top, and then the guy that the penis goes into is a bottom mom. Okay. Seriously, somebody? <laughs> not that anything's wrong. With no, 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 no. It's it's, it's no. no. No, I, I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that before. That. Yeah, you uh, better answer. Yeah. No, I mean, and and no, I've never, I've never, I yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I think I, I probably would be. I'm sensitive. I'd probably, I don't know if that's offensive. I, I could be a top or a bottom. Um, let's see here. I just never heard it phrased. Mom, that way. mom likes the top. <laughs> that's okay. Good. Speak. I don't know why this spread up. Boy, on the Facebook, I saw a picture of Cammy and her kids. Yeah. What? picture that was yeah no she's uh, uh i tease her uh because her daughter what her daughter's like eight or nine now yeah. and i always yeah. tease her how ugly she yeah. is and she loves it oh her no i mean but it was a gorgeous. great picture the three Both of them. Them. I mean, wow um let's see um oh would you would you ever want me to get married again That would be up to you. It's not my choice. Well, that'd be up to you, obviously, but I'd be okay with it. Dep- yeah, I mean, oh, depending who it was and everything like that, but I think it'd be good. I think... Uh, if you wanted to, yeah, absolutely, if you wanted to, I think 100%. It'd be good. I think you would... I, I mean, you're really a good person. You're true blue and everything. I'd really be a good husband and a whole bit like that. But that's, again, that's really up to you, but I think it'd be good. I, I you know, I, Yeah. You but, would be an awesome dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Oh yeah. Well, you know, who knows? You never know. Um, uh, let's see the last, uh, last one here is, let me find a good one. Um, do you want, Oh, well, here's a quick one. Do you want me to move back to Arizona? That'd be okay and everything, but it, again, like being married, that's up to you. Yeah. We love I mean, we'd love you, you to be around here. I know the kids would love you to be around here, and... but I don't think that you would be as happy here as you are there. So, it's mom, again... mom, mom, look outside your back door. I'm right here. <laughs> again, it's up to you. <laughs> I mean, you're six months visitor. Now. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's been a lot this year. Yeah. Time for as long as you want. But you know, Ryan, I remember when uh, you first moved out to LA, and I helped you move out there. Remember, I drove the truck out there. Yeah, totally. And yes. I remember is that afterwards you sent you sent me a text. Did we have text back then? No. Yeah. Well, no, we, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I did not have a tel- cell phone yet. No, okay. Well, and then it was a letter you sent me. And I remember you, you thanking me to help. And you said, this has always been my dream to live in L.A. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that I will always remember that first because you left like that same day that oh, you moved oh, us in. Yeah. We, we went. A, we had to go to work on Monday. And, and it was just. I remember that feeling of, oh, sh like I remember that feeling of me and Tanya went over to Sandy's house, the lady that was the casting director. Yeah, yeah. And I remember a feeling of like, oh, crap, like what now? Like that, you know, of like there's no school. There's no like this is actually life now, you know? And when we go home, would there be sheets on the bed? I'm going to have to wash them. That was a nice apartment you guys had there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was really right on Sepulveda and Ventura. You move in with that other couple. Yeah, Dana. Jason, Jason Kirkendall and Dana Pauly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's it, you guys. That's uh, that's what we got. Um, uh, this was actually perfect. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to uh, tell everybody? Just don't hate. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I, I got to say, I mean, I think we're still in this kind of pressurized uh, environment oh. where everybody is still very uh, trigger happy to be uh, myself included, to be upset at a, any given moment. You know, oh, it, it's getting me. worse, I think. And it, it's just like if if we don't stop the ridicule of other people, uh, right. you can't ridicule other people, no matter who they are, what their walk in life is. You've just got to love all people. It just, yeah, but we'll, hopefully we'll get over it. But I mean, just, just don't hate. That's the first part. It's just like we talk about friendship. Just, you know, understand other people. Everybody's different. Doesn't mean you have to hate them. Just because you have a different opinion. I mean, hate is the worst thing in the world. And I refuse to hate. I just won't. And you can't judge other people. You just don't know where they are. Yeah. No, I think that's. That's a that's a good way to leave it. I don't think anybody hates you guys. So, um, uh, but uh, oh yeah, uh, we got one. Dad, how high are you right now? <laughs> I was hoping. Well, I've been I've been drinking Jameson. So <laughs> buzz on, but not the kind of buzz I like. Oh, oh wait, wait. Here's the last one. Oh wait, wait, wait. Here's it. Why are men? Why can men be such idiots? <laughs> Oh, good. I can't wait to hear this answer. Why don't you take this one back? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hear your answer. Um, you know, I don't know. I uh, We're men. <laughs> I mean, because we think with our penises. It is funny how, I mean, it is funny how idiotically we can think at times. Like, I mean, we just don't have the, I think, I think sometimes the emotional depth that women have. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, again, mom is really good and everything. And, um, and your logic is skewed. My logic is <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, yeah, I don't know. And, um, but that's a good question. And I don't know why. Well, it's, 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 it's something, to th it's something to think about for next time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, cool. I love, cool. oh, what's that? I said, cool. But again, goodbye, everybody. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> don't love you, Ryan. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.
Betches.